Shall we begin? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Differential FPL podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the games this weekend, the best highlights, goals. We had a marvelous goal today. And um, going to help me with this today is Shola Boloni. Hey, Shola, how's it going? It's going well, it's going well. You, you, able, you, you should sound happy after that goal. <laughs> and and uh, also with me here, didn't wait for us to get to him, but uh, Namdi, how far? <laughs> what it do, what it do, what it do. Good to have you here. Top Good of the league. Top of the league's tour. That's what we are. Just, just, yeah, just yeah, yeah. lowly at the top, yeah. <laughs> it's so lovely. It's cold. I think they come up with that. We'll see ya, man. <laughs> and then, uh, Shad, Shad, don't bottle this, Shad. That's good. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, <laughs> I just enjoyed the moment. Why would you come out just to... to... I don't yeah, know, I'm, I'm, I'm just reminding <laughs> you. I'm just, I'm just giving you a quick reminder. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are going to have Alexia at some point. But right now, he's actually not available. But I, you know, he will try to meet up with us while we discussed uh, this weekend's events. Um, I think... There's no better place to start start off this season, but at the top, uh, Nandu, good to have you here. Um, another okay. another three points for Asenwenga. I said for Asenwenga for Mikel today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I think the reason why I said that was because I saw this start where it said, uh, Mikel has won more games than Wenga has at this time, and he doesn't. Yeah. But he has amazing. But right? you know. You know something I said to somebody is yeah, Mikel has more wins, but if you look at if you look at the stats a little closer, right? Yeah. Mikel has 116 wins in 200 games. Wenger had 111 wins in 200 games. I believe yeah. in those 200 games, Wenger had two Premier League titles. Exactly. While while Mikel has just the FA Cup and Community Shield, I think two Community Shields. Venga yeah. had two community shields as well. Venga had two FA Cups. So at this stage, Venga was, I think you have to say he was doing better. But it's nice for Mikel to, you know, have that uh, on his credentials that he's won more games than any other Premier League manager before him uh, for Arsenal. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. And today, today today's, um, well, I said, I said today because I'm sorry. We are actually talking about this on Sunday. Yesterday's game. Um, again, creativity, you know, a lack of creativity in certain moments. You know, it, it showed yesterday. The way, but the way we are structured, it means we rarely give away a chance to an opponent unless we make a mistake and like a really bad mistake. Does that yeah. add it, uh, what's it called, control that we now have? Does that do you think it's worth the payoff for the you know less creativity that we that we have now? So the, the blueprint is Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool, right? Liverpool were a free reading side. You could bet on them to score four goals, three goals any given day. And then he realized after losing to Madrid, I believe, in that Champions League final, that they were going to need something more disciplined in the side for them to actually take the next step to win a, a trophy. And that's exactly what they did the following season. They did the Champions League and did the Premier League the next season. So going by that example, I think Arsenal getting more control sort of shows that what they're preparing for is for games when it's going to be difficult to crack the other team open. It's going to be higher stakes and you're going to need to have your players keep their heads about them. I think it's also something I went into the purchases we made over the summer, right? Even though Timber isn't playing now, he's the kind of player... I mean, let me not lead with him, but my perception is that 
um, Arteta wanted somebody who was versatile, but also capable of playing to tactics. And anyone who played under Ten Hag has to have some sort of tactical acumen, right? And then on to someone like Declan Rice as well, who's been an absolute beast, makes very few mistakes, whether in possession or out of it. He's and it uh, just generally a, a bad boy all around. I'm telling you. I am yeah. telling you. I, I didn't watch I didn't no. watch the game, but I saw like highlights. I've read a few articles about performance and everything I've read points to the fact that Brentford were very stout in their defending. Very mm-hmm. They didn't come to win. They came to avoid defeat. And in games like that, you need to have a plan. Sometimes you can't rely on that spontaneous moment. And Harvard said after the game that he's seen Martinelli and Saka whip that cross in several times in training. And it was just like following through on on the game plan. So my answer to your question is yes. I think the control will benefit us long run. I think we're getting points even now without being thoroughly exciting like we were at this stage last season. And mm-hmm. I guess I'm open to it because we're here for the silverware now. Of course. Of course. I I totally I totally understand that answer. I actually agree. I agree with most of what you said. And you know, Declan Rice again yesterday. I, I mean, funny thing it was just a regular assured Declan Rice per- performance that you just yeah. expect. Yep, to yep. He did. I think okay. Well, he did do something fantastic, and that was at the beginning of the game. He stopped. Um, you know, Ramsdale had that little. You know, pickup. Goal line clearance. Go go like clearance. You know, and he he that was literally that was one of the fantastic things he does. But the other things he just does them so well. He's just always there. It's he's been an absolute mental signing. Mental signing. Um, well, and then two, two um, words: timing, uh, timing, and positioning. Right. Timing and positioning. Declan Rice has it down to a team. I'm telling you, yeah. that I don't. I've not seen anybody recover balls as quickly as he, as quickly as he does, and he makes us so much better in that aspect as well. So even teams yeah. like Ford want counter attack on us. You know, if if Ramsdale did not give them that that chance, really, then I don't think they had maybe maybe they had one more clear chance, and that was uh, maybe um, Zincheko. But you know, before we uh, before I go. You know, further into that, you know, Shola, um, Asenwenga. If I keep saying Asenwenga, I, I think we can turn into a Drake game because this is just ridiculous now. You know, um, obviously, you are going off today because um, ETH managed to get another win. But speaking about another little, another kid, another young player who who showed himself this week, he also cleared the ball off the line. Um, is that Mino or how do you pronounce? Kobe yeah, main as usual. Like I can't, I can't pronounce it twice as usual. That's just normal, you know. Whenever I say his name, I always think of that. I guy. can't pronounce it either, to be fair. Yeah, but you remember that guy? That song, that song. Um, I said that song. That song. How are you supposed to do what song? Um, um, all of the above. Yeah. Yeah, he sounds. His name is just like this guy's name. It's just oh, that is different. Do you remember his name? <laughs> yeah, menu. I know. I know the rapper exactly. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So that every time I have to say this guy's name, I always say that that guy's name. Yeah, key boys, you've lost me, guys. <laughs> I'm sure you do this song. Let me play this All song. All of the above. What is that? It's an old you know the song with, with, you know song. with Oh, really? But yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But then, yeah. Speaking about speaking about him, uh, Shala, did you get to see his performance today? Um, I saw, like I said, I saw extended highlights, and I saw like clips of his performance and yeah, I was very very happy to see what I saw mm-hmm. I remember like remember when we went to see um when we went to watch Arsenal and United play in New York yeah it was impressive know, I, I I remember telling you that he was one that stood out for me you know mm-hmm. and I was like well it's preseason and you know he's highly he's like highly rated in our, in our academy like highly so it was it was it was a bit I was very disappointed when he got injured against Real Madrid because for him to come back and slot into the stats of 11 and have such a composed, mature performance like that is very encouraging. Like, we just hope that he can continue to give us those kind of performances because we've lacked a midfielder that can do that this season. That's just that dynamic. Fair enough. Fair enough. I saw him today and he, he looked very interesting. 
and um, hopefully it keeps because I won't lie when I saw him in, when we went to um, from New Jersey when we went to New Jersey and I saw him at that stadium as well I thought it was I thought it, was, it looked really good I thought it looked really good and um, speaking of somebody else that came into the starting eleven as well and still staying with Trishala and Ramsdale today came back into the starting eleven so yesterday came back into the starting eleven uh, dropped two clangers at start of the game were you watching that? Yeah, I watched it. Um, I think that game this is exactly shows exactly why he's not the number one. Um, because like I've mentioned it before as well that I don't, I don't, I've, even before you guys went for Raya, I I've never believed Ramsdale. Ramsdale does not convince me in terms of being played with the ball at his feet. Like I feel like if you press him. He panics and he usually hoofs the ball. Like he's he's one he's one of those goalkeepers that if, if you put enough pressure on him, you can force a mistake out of him because he's not as comfortable on the ball as other goalkeepers. And you know, he kind of showed yesterday as well. Mm-hmm. Because um in I because the way the way it felt yesterday was that like he was gonna try he was trying too hard so that he can try and get his spot back, but he was still shaky, you know, like as you know, if not for Declan Rice, that's Ubemo 1 0 right there. Yeah. Like I you know, like I'm when we like going back to Declan Rice, like hallucinal awareness is one of those things that you just don't teach. It's mm-hmm. you have it or you don't have it. Like, which is what part of what makes Rice such a fantastic player in you guys team. All so right. um I don't see how Ramsdale. The only way Ramsdale gets back is, I think, is maybe a major injury to Raya because, in all indications, you know, a report came out yesterday that you guys are going to go ahead and sign him permanently in January. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's if there's, I don't see unless he gets a major injury, I don't see Ramsdale getting that starting shirt again. All right, fair enough. And um, and just before we talk about Alex, I said Alex, um. Namdi, give me a sec. I was actually going to come to you because I know you're yeah, yeah, yeah. You're starving. You're like, I right, am. I need to chomp down on you. Yeah. <laughs> let me get into some of this. <laughs> but I was going to say that, okay, um, where I wanted you to come in here was, you know, he hasn't been in the starting lineup for a while. There are a lot of calls for him to get, you know, football somewhere else. Did, it, did, uh, did Ateta this, create this environment where, you know, he claims you needed two keepers, where in reality... He's really only using one for anything important. Like, what happens towards the end of the season if Ramsdale has not seen more than one or two more games? Does he become an asset if Raya is injured? Or does he become that liability? Okay, so I, I went into the I went into the archives as I do, you know, my my history chops. You guys know I'm I'm the history buff around here, okay? <laughs> but I went into the archives and found a time when Seaman had a deputy called Alex Manninger. Okay. And for I think about half a season, I can't remember when it was, I think 99 or so, um, Manninger was an able deputy when Seaman was unavailable for a while. And even when he was keeping clean sheets and making incredible saves, there was that recognition that he wasn't number one. Did you feel me? Uh, let me let me start with my appraisal of Ramsdale. Okay, like I said, I didn't watch the games this weekend because I couldn't get um I couldn't get access to watching any of the live games. But I've seen the highlights. I've seen the mistakes he made, and we must remember: first of all, he kept a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Second of all, goalkeepers make mistakes all the time. Third of all, Raya has made mistakes when being pressed by defenders in similar situations. Raya, who's so comfortable on the ball. Mm-hmm. Third of all, players as great on the ball as Victor Valdez in the past have made absolute boo-boos in goal. You know, for Mikel's mentor, Pep. So, mm-hmm. you don't want to rush into a characterization of Ramsdale's game on the basis of yesterday's performance. We've got to recognize that He's not been out. He's not been in the in the team for a while. He must have had moments of self doubt, and I guess maybe he came to the fore in the game. Mm-hmm. On another note, though, um, I think it's important to remember that not every goalie 
is going to have adapted so quickly to this sea change in football tactics where everybody wants to play out from the back. And bearing that in mind, Ramsdale has other values um, beyond being able to, to react to the press. Do you feel what I'm saying? I think he's still useful. And I think he's a good enough goalkeeper that we probably can't hang on to him, promising him, you know, second re- reserve goalie, uh, a reserve goalie role. We probably yeah. can't hang on to him. And it's probably for the best if we let him go. I also definitely think that Ateta always had Raya in mind as his number one. And whatever yeah. he was saying to the press, it's probably not what he was saying in, in the background to Ramsdale himself. Because Arteta has made clear that his players think of him as honest. And the first thing he wants to give to his players is the truth. So I'm pretty sure that the situation behind the scenes is not being managed in the way that we're speculating, you know, on Twitter or in our little podcasts. Okay. Now, the last thing is what's really made people uneasy is those hey, hold comments. Hey, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Did you say our little Sorry. What? Our little podcast. No, no, podcasts. I wasn't just talking about you. I'm talking about everybody who podcasts out there. I'm not oh, just talking about us. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no shame. No shame, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was kidding. I was, oh, go on, please. Man. I know. The, the last thing I think that has made us uneasy is this: these comments about he's not being able to keep his concentration. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what context he made that statement. I don't know if it's true or false I think everybody just sort of jumped on that and said yes this explains why Ramzo goes missing from time to time but I've read enough accounts by goalkeepers there's this writer Eduardo Galeano who wrote a whole essay about the role of the goalkeeper and how it's the most known role in football goalkeepers are always a little mad anyway and you're going to be hard pressed to find any goalkeeper who actually stays dialed into the game for 90 minutes when so much of it does not happen around your own particular workstation. Do you Mm. feel me? So, bearing all of that in mind, I'm a Ramsdale fan. I like the fact he kept that clean sheet yesterday and I hope he continues to put himself in Arteta's plans as long as he's around. All right, fair enough. Um, enough. And um, speaking of keepers, speaking of keepers, Unana, as in, bruh, what, is this six clean sheets in a row now? Or mm-hmm. how many clean sheets in a row? Three in a row. Five. five. I think he has five. Yeah, that's five all together. I don't know how many in a row. Ramsdale, Three in a row. That's, that's another ball-playing keeper that is suddenly beginning to keep... Um, I'm sorry, United, Which? I guess. He's, getting, he's beginning to keep clean sheets. And I think right now he has more than anyone else in the Prem, Shola. Yeah, I think he, he's tied with someone. With five, I, I think he has. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's five. He's tied on five. He's tied on five. He's tied on five with someone at the top. I don't remember Becker. who it is. I don't know. Either Becker, Becker, or or um, Ederson. Yeah. I think Ederson has missed a few. Yeah, sure. But anyways, Onana, Shala, how do you see the way? Since that, what was it? That pen. I mean, it, it looks like he has reduced his ball playing a bit, and he's doing more keeper stuff, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, you see, um, I think this is one of the reasons I, this is one of the things about Ten Hag that I kind of I like that a lot of people don't appreciate is the fact that he's adaptable. He doesn't stick to one thing. Like, um, okay, like an example would be last year when Brent when Brentford gave us four zero, right? You know, he said that like, yeah, he wants to play a certain way. But at the same time, he wants his players to be able to use their initiatives. Like if you're in a situation where we cannot play that way, go and go another way. Do you get? Because if, like, I've always been, I, I like playing out from the back, but I always feel like it's not by force to play out of the back. Sometimes you need to hoof it. You get, and I think Onana is is doing that more. Like he's, I mean, I. Even even the issues we had with Onana really was not really his ball playing. Mm-hmm. To be fair, it was more of you know the kind of the, the kind of goals he was conceding, and I think since that penalty save, he looked like the goalkeeper we ex- we hope that we expected him to look to look like. 
Yeah, in terms I mean, of in terms of his shot stopping. So, you know, he made a very great save today. Yeah, also. he did. He did. That shot from um, I think it was the guy that went to PSG. I think it's Gweye or something like that. Gweye, yeah. Gweye, Gweye. Mm -hmm. You know, and like you we were saying, he's being to, to look much better. And when I look at Ten Hag, you said he's adaptable. And I think it was that tactic, it was one of those tactical tweaks, one of these tactical tweaks that he has made. You know, but while we say all of this um chicken tongue a little bit because they have had some easy fixtures. But yeah. really, United are now two points away from Liverpool. And if we have Liverpool as a title chaser, right? It's two points. Four points. Ah, Alex is not here to correct me. But they are four points. <laughs> they are four points. From, they are four points from Liverpool. You know, um, uh, how do you see Ten Hag right now? Um, I think maybe the table flats uh table is offering United a bit more hope than they deserve right now. Um four points away from Liverpool at this stage of the season is more of a reflection of the fact that there's only been 13 games played than it is of the fact that United are, you know, performing at the level that they would like to. I don't think United are going to challenge for the title, but I did have them in my top four at the beginning of the season. And I just think that Ten Hag's managerial mouse is going to shine through. And perhaps, even if they're not top four, they'll be top five. That's that's my call on United. Um, okay. I also think that a lot of things will be dependent on, on United's squad. I think it was Shola earlier today who was saying he's glad Shaw is back. And we're about to get into that bit of the season where fixtures are coming thick and fast. So it would be good for them to have one of their best defenders around. But altogether, um, United are not going to play the most exciting football this season. But they're going to, it looks like they're well equipped to win what you're calling easy games, even though I don't know how much I accept that. You know, I don't know how much I accept that. 3-0 away to Everton, who just took a 10-point penalty, I know that they're in the red, is a very, very good result. Very, very good result. So if they can keep doing that, then expect to see them finish ahead of the likes of Newcastle and Villa, who are really playing actually good football, um, maybe more Villa than Newcastle, but are not necessarily giving you that confidence that they will be sticking around in the top half or in the top four at the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, Shola, I know you probably, you know, have the same belief like um, Namdi that you guys are definitely going to be in and about, you know, fighting for the top four, you know. Though this season is very hard. If you are literally not Arsenal, Man City and Liverpool, basically if you are not fighting for the title, you are, there's literally only one spot left for anybody that is not fighting two for spots. the title. Sorry? Remember, it's top five oh, it's two, now. Two, two so spots. Oh, yeah, so two yeah. spots. So now the battle Potentially for now, it's not cast iron. It's not cast iron. It's not cast iron. It's an it's a maybe, maybe not. But oh, it's like okay. highly, maybe, highly so like... Let's say one yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk like as if there's only one spot. Let's just talk as if there's only one spot. Okay, yeah. With all the chase people that are chasing that spot, Aston Villa, Spurs... <laughs> Newcastle, um, I don't say Chelsea, but let's just say Chelsea. No, Chelsea. Okay, let's just leave Chelsea out of it. If we talk about Chelsea, I feel embarrassed right now. Let's leave Chelsea out of it. But these guys, uh, ETH has put you in a strong position in that race, right? For pretty much. Four and possibly, you know, three if if shit goes wrong for one of the um, title chasers, which is not, you know, unpredictable or, you know, which is not crazy like that. But in the situation that United is in, um, ETH has done it with Maggie. I said Maggie, sorry, Maguire. Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill me, dude. <laughs> Maguire. Maguire. Maguire as one of the main CBs. Do you think he can continue to hold that place? Because that's not like you guys are not losing games, but it doesn't look like you are comp you know, like you are not close to losing like tough games. I mean, to be fair, he's been out 
he's been our best defender this season. This is weird. <laughs> like I, I'm not even gonna like I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. Like you know the dude, he's gotten him. He's fought his way back into the team, and he's playing very well. So hmm. I mean, long hopefully it can continue. You know, I hope it continues because, like I said, I don't care who is playing. As far as we're playing, you know, everybody is playing well and we're winning games. The personnel that's on the pitch really doesn't matter to me. All right, fair enough. When does Martinez come back? Uh, they said either end of this month or early January. Ah, it's going to be spicy when Martinez, Martinez comes back. Then I, then I see him down but... for January 4th on the FPL app. On the FPL app? The FPL app says 4th. Fourth January or so. But I know he's happen. back. In, he, he's back in training, but he's not like back in full training. Okay. So but anyway, yeah. Also, I, like I said, the, the fixtures turned for you guys, and it's going to get a lot harder. You know, yeah. for you guys right now. How how strong do you get? Do you think you guys are to to keep pace with Aston Villa, Tottenham, and Newcastle? Um. Well. I think a lot of it really um like I said, I think Ten Hag is a good coach. I, I'm I'm gonna I don't expect us to win a lot of games comfortably, but I I expect us that even the results that we'll even that you know, this this run of games, you know, this the results that we will get, I expect that many of them are gonna be ugly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's been the theme this season and you know, like because there's a lot of you know we've had a lot of players out, you know, and then there's all all just so much going on. You know, let's say a player comes out, then another player is going back out. So like, there's been really no no real balance in the team. So it's important that we get some more key players back. Like like I said, Luke Shaw back is yeah. huge. Yeah, it, huge. it is. It is. Huge. You know, we need we need we need Shaw back fully fit. And mm-hmm. it's now out of out of our starting our regular back four of last season. We have three available. You know, we have Varane's available. He came back and they did well. Um Shaw is available. Ruan Bissaka are available. At least three of our main back four are back. That's really big. And like I said, if if Mainu can continue continue to grow and develop with these kind of performances, you know, I think we can come out of that of this you know with some with some good results yeah with this with this run that is coming up okay yeah uh, before I, we move on from united um ganacho's goal versus rooney's goal who'd you got <laughs> well, I, I think ganacho's goal was better in terms of the actual goal yeah but obviously rooney's was bigger because yeah. of the how important that goal was yeah at the stage of the season but if we look, but if we're talking about actual like the goal itself, the naturals by far. Yeah. Like, this, 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 this one wasn't his shit. I agree. I agree with Salah. Yeah. I agree with Salah. Yeah. Like, our naturals goal was yeah. perfection, man. Yeah. It's the kind of goal that players score, and that's the highlight of their entire career. I hope it doesn't happen to our natural. Cough, cough. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> That's the but the thing is, if, if you consider Rooney's goal, the fact that Nani's cross had a deflection, so Rooney was making all kinds of adjustments, still managed to get up and hit it that hard in the corner. Do you feel me? With all those big defenders around, it's a huge moment late in the derby game, tied at 2 yeah. 2, good Man City team, you yeah. know. But in terms of just execution, that cross was plumb on Ganacho's boot as he hit it. Yeah, but the Fantastic cross was shit. The cross was shit, but what got yeah. the, the the cross? I, I wouldn't say shit, but it wasn't like in the obvious areas of the penalty box, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. it went like somewhere far out. You wouldn't expect anybody to hit that on the yeah. volley, yeah. not the volley, to talk yeah. of an overhead kick. Yeah, you yeah. Feel me? So yeah, I, yeah. yeah I, I, Anacho, Anacho did something today. It was it was a ridiculous. Notice case. how I keep saying Hanacho because I'm cultured and I know that it's Spanish. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. It, it was it was like the kind of, nah, what I said, I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Uh, great bicycle kick. Probably goal of the season already. 
you know, if yes. you're allowed to, you're allowed yeah. to but speaking since we're talking about this goal, uh, do you have any other goals of the season? Uh, goals this season that you thought you know what this could actually be one of the goals of the season, not to be biased, but that first time hit from Declan. Mm. I know the goal was wide open, but yeah. the angle on it, the way yeah. he didn't think about it, yeah, bad boy finish, bad boy. Finish. That's a kind of against Chelsea, right? Ah, that yeah, was yeah, that was, a big yeah, that was, a great that was such a big the way he hits it, like he still bent it, he bent, bent it all. Yeah, if yeah. the keeper was on his line, he wouldn't have caught that. That's how good it was. Nah, nah. As in, um, what about you, Shola? Which other goals can you think of? I know. Yeah, I'm, least, gonna be, but, I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be biased. Bruno's goal against Burnley. <laughs> good volley. Good volley. That volley. Yeah. That's a sweet goal. That was a very very sweet. Yeah. That's that a very very sweet goal. Look! Can look I, what the the card dragged in. Who's that? Oh, here we go. So, um. <clears throat> Alex has just um, joined us and just in time, really. Um, is he, can he actually hear me? Alex, yeah, can I can you... hear you. I can hear you loud and clear. How are you doing, my bro? I'm doing fine, man. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate that. Um, Lamdi didn't even let me introduce you properly. You just basically shouted that, look, <laughs> as if you're his daddy or something. That... <laughs> tell, him, tell, him, tell him to switch his video on. I don't like this thing I'm looking at, man. What is this picture? <clears throat> Ah, you know the one with the suit, Abi. Alex Abby. is a bad guy, so. Alex. <laughs> What's good, my Jesus? That's me. That's me. It is I. <laughs> <laughs> it is I. It is I. I knew what I like. I like the energy you're bringing in. And uh, with that in mind, your your result against yeah. against uh, Man City yesterday. How did you see that performance? I mean, you guys managed yeah. to get that draw. But it feels like you just managed to get it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't vintage Liverpool, obviously. But I think when you think of the run City have been on, I think it's twenty three winning streak at the Etihad. Hmm. Getting a draw there will feel like a like a win for any team. Let's be honest. And add to the fact that we don't have a good record out there at the Etihad, I was chuffed with that result. We played well in patches. City obviously had the upper hand just due to the fact that they were at home. They wanted to go for the win. They just came off a bad result against Chelsea. So it was expected. Uh, did I think we'll, we'll lose yesterday? No. Did I think we'll win? No. So I expected a draw and we got a draw. I was happy with the performance from our boys. We could have played better. Certain boys stepped up. Some of them played worse than I I think it was a good, good, good boost for us. And shout out to McAllister because before the game, a lot of us had that doubt. He played as a DM, whatnot. But I think he played amazing. He actually is one of those unassuming type of performances from him, like Gini Wanaldum. You don't really see what he's doing, but when you watch the game back, you'll actually understand that he kept us ticking and ticking well. So overall, happy with the results and better. I'll just add one more thing, and I, and I said I was speaking to somebody else in our group earlier today. The reason why I'm actually very happy is due to the fact that we're two points behind Arsenal right now, and we played a lot. Of, in, in fact, all the tough away games. Mm. We played Newcastle away, Tottenham away, City away, Chelsea away, Brighton away, and we're two points from top. So, which means we're going to play them all again at Anfield, and at Anfield, I, I back, I back us to win nine out of ten of those games. So I'm confident. Hmm, fair enough. Uh, I like that. And uh, the your games goals... are not to ten, sir. But okay. <laughs> you get, you get what I mean, though. You get what I mean. Fair enough. And the you said something there. I was going to ask uh, ask Alex. Um, Trent, today's goal. I said today's goal. Yes, today's goal. Um, beautiful goal there. Um. But he's, you know, a lot of people had a lot to say about the way Doku was 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 supposedly treating him, you know. And this is for Wahala, not for you, because uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know you're very eager. I, I, need, need, <laughs> I, I need to answer you for Wahala. If that's okay. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, no, not, okay, you know what? I'll be, you know what? You know I'll, what? I'll, be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be very quick. I'll be very quick. And and I think I I, I, I tagged you guys on a, on a Twitter post about an hour ago. This whole this whole narrative of yeah this whole narrative 
some of Doku cooked Trent, Doku cooked Trent. Let's be honest. Did he really cook Trent? Doku will use the space to yes. beat you, which he did a number of times, right? Mm-hmm. But more often than not, nothing came out of it. And not due to the fact that, oh, yeah, oh, he left Trent on his ass. No, he'll skip by Trent, then Trent will recover, and he'll pass it back to Bernardo or something. He did that repeatedly. There was only twice where you say he beat him clean and he created something. Apart from that, it was the law of, I skip past you, Trent recovers, I pass it back or something. And nothing came out of it. And at the end of the day, who contributed to that scoreline? Trent. So that all that cooking, there's not, he can, he can cook and cook and cook. He can cook and cook and cook. But after cooking, if you're not going to eat, then what's the point of cooking? Oh my anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll let you well, here's it. Yeah, well, I'll go on. Yeah, yeah. Here's the here's the thing, though. I think in two seasons, when Doku's matured and he's had pep in his ear, he will skin Trent like a banana. I didn't watch that game, but I saw the highlights. I didn't I didn't pay too much attention to the highlights that you put on Twitter, Alex, because as usual, you're pushing your own That's agenda. Fair. But That's fair. That's fair. I, That's I fair. did. I, I saw elsewhere that Doku. All it was was finding the final ball. All it was was getting into more link-up situations. Um, I think with more maturity, he will do that. Now, that's not to say too much, really, because we all know Trent has his defensive frailties. But we also know what Trent can do going forward. So it didn't really negate much in your setup, having Doku beat him that often, I don't think. Do you know what I mean? So that's fair in terms of what you're saying. But I do think watch out. You're going to need backup for Trent if players like Doku keep getting the better of him like that. For certain kinds of games, you want you want somebody with yeah. a bit more defensive instincts. I mean, that's yeah. why he's playing. He's playing a little bit more of a of a midfield role this season. Yeah, yeah, Trent, yeah, yeah. And that makes that funny enough. That makes it harder for him to defend because now he has to be out of position sometimes. You know, I mean, in this game, sometimes um, um, Liverpool managed to double team him. Um, what's his name? Doku. So most of the time, it's, you know, he sometimes he got to the byline, but most times he would cut in and then not really do much. So he kind of felt like he was just dribbling, he was just dribbling, you know. And um, and I want to bring Shola, Shola in on this, you know. Um, the way City looked, City looked like they dominated Liverpool for most of that game. You know, apart from the fact that Doku was just dribbling, I, the rest of the squad looked like they were on point there with what they were trying to do. So how did you see City's domination over Liverpool this weekend? I mean, that looked like a typical City performance every weekend. But then But the thing is that um, they just were not as clinical in the box. But I, I, to be fair, I think Liverpool also defended pretty well. Yeah, because... Liverpool defended so, pretty well. If, if we're gonna be if we're gonna be you. honest, mm-hmm. because even like apart from City's goal, Liverpool kept you know Liverpool handled City's attack well. Like yeah, we throw that like Doku took shots, but he was not effective. Mm-hmm. Doku was very ineffective yesterday. You know, it, um, it, even even um, because. You know, I think Van Dijk and Matip held their own. You know, I think they held their own against that City attack. So, I mean, yeah, City dominated the ball, which is what we see every weekend. But I won't. Re- I don't really think they were like a, they, they. They didn't really threaten Liverpool the way you would ex- the way they do other teams. So because it was like Liverpool, Liverpool. 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 Liverpool's defense was ready for them. Like mm-hmm. Liverpool handled them. Handled their attack well. Apart from you know, and let's be honest, um, City's goal even came from an Allison mistake. Yep. yep, that's where it came from. It came from an Allison mistake. So, apart from that, and and obviously, yeah, you know, Haaland running in between Matip and Van Dijk, that's where they could have done better. That's I think that's the only critique I have in Liverpool's defending throughout 19 minutes was that goal, how they let Haaland run into like that. But apart from that, I thought Liverpool, you know, like, I thought Liverpool defended very, very well. What about going forward, though? Like, in these um, City versus Liverpool games, we've seen Liverpool at least, at least have a lot, quite a, quite a bit of um, attacking threat. But 
I mean, Ake seemed to hold Salah down, which just seems weird. Yeah. Saying, saying that, you know, Ale Alex, so how did you see your attack this, this against? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. What, what, what I saw was what I expected. When we say, oh, Ake held Salah down, Ake always holds Salah down. If you, if, you, if you guys have been paying attention, there's a reason why Pep was desperate for Ake and Stones to come back. And he made sure he put Guavio on the bench to play Ake. Ake has always, there's certain players who, for some weird reason, always play well against Salah. Ake is one of them. Luke Shaw is another one. There are a mm. few of them out there that, for some reason, they just have Salah's number. I think, and, and, and Shola hit the nail on the head. City had a possession, but they didn't do anything with the possession. And that's due to the fact that we actually played the game we wanted to play. The way we set up was to hit them on the break. We tried to do it a number of times, but that final ball wasn't just clicking. Curtis Jones was dialing on the ball way too long. Darwin Nunes didn't take his chances. Salah wasn't beating his man as, as he normally does. So there are a few things that, were, that didn't work for us. But I still think when we get them at Anfield, and I know I'm looking to the future now, we'll beat them. Uh, mark it, we'll beat them at Anfield. So we never get a point at City. So that maybe that's why I'm so chuffed because we all, two things, we always lose at the Etihad. And over the past three to four years, if you guys actually pay attention again, we've always played the second game against City the back end of the season when the pressure is on us to get a result then we'll never get. But now we're going to play them in the business end, them coming to Anfield. So if we're within one or two points around them come March, April, them coming to Anfield, the pressure is not going to be on them. All right. I, I mean, do, do you mind if I just add something to that? Go on. Oh, sorry. Hello? Yeah, go on, Namdi. Go on, Namdi. Think... Yeah. Okay, so all I wanted to say was two things. The first thing is, when are we going to have... Just a quiet conversation about how City have played the traditional big six. In traditional big six games this season, I don't think they've won one yet. Okay, they, yeah. they, they beat Man United, right? They haven't. Apart from Man United, which is yeah, United. becoming a bit of a great. But <laughs> they, they, played, they, played, they played Chelsea 4-4 four, four away. They came to the Emirates and took it, you yeah. know, took it rough, rough. Then they went, I believe they played... Okay, 1-1 one, one now with Liverpool. So perhaps there's a chink in City's armour. That's the first thing I wanted to say. Maybe ah. maybe there's something to be to be noted there. Yeah, Alex, go on then before I say the next thing. No, no, but I told you, though, Namdi, when the season started, they've lost two clutch players and you still didn't believe me. Gondogan and Mares, And they bought that's flashy fair. players that's that just going to dribble and dribble and dribble. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, actually. Honestly, maybe at the end of the season we'll be able to look at it like in full perspective, and we can see we're gonna unpick how how that affected them. But the second thing I now wanted to say was was that um, and this is I'm not being completely serious. I'm just being half serious. But when Haaland came up against Saliba, you know what happened there. But he he came up against Van Dijk, and you know. Mm. Got the goal. Can we discuss that, OG? Can we discuss that, please? Yeah, yeah of, course. of course we can. Of course we can. And I'll, and I'll give you a simple answer. <laughs> when he came up, when he came up against Saliba, where were you guys at the Emirates, right? When their yeah. house, we, when you're at home, sometimes you let you let your host have the first meal. So we let him. So we let him. He's what, gonna come whatever. to Anfield. He's gonna come to Anfield. No, well, I didn't hear you about that. I, I, I if, if 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 Saliba hadn't kept a clean sheet there, that and the way it was reversed, I'm sure Alex would have sent me something. No, you not get even. Me, you get me. You would have gone off. But do you remember last? But do you remember last season? City came to Anfield. What did Van Dijk and Konate do? Haaland didn't get one shot. So it, it, it happens when you're at home. Yeah, we beat them one nil at Anfield. I, 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 um, sure, no. Did you want to add something? I wanted to add something to the Man City, that, you know, the thing Namdi, point Namdi brought up. And I think this is also, I think this is part of the reason why, you know, since preseason, I've tipped another team to win the league instead of City. At first, I also don't think, I feel like there's, they don't look as hungry as they did before. Mm -hmm. You know, they, like, um, they don't look as hungry, as, like they look more beatable this season than they did last season. 
I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the loss of Donovan and Myers. Maybe I don't know, but they just don't look as hungry. Maybe it's because oh, they finally did. They finally won the Champions League. You know, they've done the treble. They've done a three piece. Like, you know, maybe maybe there's maybe there is no real motivation anymore. That hunger. Yeah, yeah that hunger. They, they, like, yeah. The only thing I'll just add to that is, sorry, go ahead, continue. Because I, I've no, I like anytime I watch City this season. Yeah, they, yes. It's, you know, like you, you. They're so good that, like, you know, you get you expect what they do every week, but there's something missing. So it doesn't surprise me that, you know, I guess the traditional big six they've only won once. I mean, next they play Spurs next, so let's yeah. find out. Yeah, yeah. Spurs and, uh, is the team that they tend to struggle against. Yep, yep, I'll yep. say, I'll add to Shalaj just a little bit before I bring Alex in on because Alex was going to say something. Was even though they don't look like the city, and you know, they look like maybe they are less hungry, the way their players still chase you up and down the pitch is unreal. Once they lose that ball, once they lose that ball, they chase you around like as if I don't even know. It's, it's ridiculous how they do it. So, I actually see your points as well, Shalaj. Maybe they're not that attacking threat might not might not be there as much. But then again, you know, whenever they face Spurs, though, they seem to score a lot of goals, even though sometimes they lose, if I'm not mistaken. I've seen some thrillers there. But um, Alex, you're about to say something. Yeah, there are just two things I was going to add. The first one was Arsenal and Liverpool. I think if we if we want to have any chance of winning this league this season, we need to make sure that, that come end of January, we're at least five points ahead of City. Both teams. The reason why I'm saying that is because once KDB comes back, mm. he takes them to the next level. Alvarez has been doing decent in that position. But you know KDB is different. And obviously, it will take him a while to get back up to speed. But mm-hmm. just yep. remember, KDB and Haaland, that's at least another 10 assists, 10 goals between the end of January and May. So, yeah. which means they're, they're going to go gear up come January, February. So, it's yep, in our yep, interest, yep, yep. Liverpool and Arsenal, sure. to make sure that we try... Yeah, we need to try and get a lead on them now because if we're dilly dallying with them right now, once KDB comes back, boom, they move. I can I can guarantee you that. And secondly, I was just gonna add against Tottenham next week. Forget all that Tottenham get result against C. They're gonna smoke Tottenham. This Tottenham team, this Tottenham team with with Emerson Royale and Davis at the back. Oh my God, they're gonna smoke Tottenham. Yeah, I'm hoping that I know, I know who my I know who my I'm definitely captain Holland. Full captain. Full captain. Expecting a hat trick. Trust me. Um, Doku. Doku's going to fist. Oh, no. Alex. Uh, sorry, not, not Alex. Uh, Wahala. Let me ask you a question before we leave um, Liverpool and Man City. As an Arsenal fan, if City are not able to recover and we're in a title race with Liverpool come April or May, right? And when I say unable to recover, I mean like we're already ahead of them in like by yeah, general, yeah, like yeah. Alex. Not that they're actually behind us. That's not what I'm actually saying. I'm saying like yeah. If we're ahead of them, yeah. So if we're ahead of them like that and City just don't recover, you know, by God's grace, um facing Liverpool, how sure are you? That we can take Liverpool down. Oh, sorry, not take Liverpool down, but at least win the title. Bro, two things. The first thing is listen, Liverpool just have more firepower than we do. Saka mm. is Saka is gold. And I love the fact that he keeps coming up with the goods no matter how well he's been playing. Yeah. And we always know Martinelli will be a threat. But but the truth, the truth remains that. Liverpool have more forwards who you can bank on to give you a goal in a close game out of nothing. And that counts for something. And in some ways as well, I think they might actually have more facilities in midfield than we do at present. You know? Because Graven Birch isn't a sure starter. And for me, that's a great midfield piece. When you bear in mind that their actual midfield pieces, Sobo, McAllister, have bedded in so well and they're turning into match winners. I, I wouldn't say that I'm 100% confident that we take it from Liverpool. However, 
I believe that because we came so close last season, there might just be a bit there might just be a bit more of that edge in the Arsenal ranks. If we're up against City, I think we might have more fear than going up against Liverpool. And that counts for something. So in a in a in a face off with Liverpool, I would just about I would just about give it to the Arsenal. But it's close as hell. And I've been saying this thing since before us, uh, Alex started to believe. I've been saying it that Liverpool are in this race this season, for sure. Even before they got Gavin Birch, even before they got Endo. Liverpool are serious, man. All right. Um, Sola, let me pass that to you before I give it to Alex. Who would you uh, pick in a title challenge against Arsenal? And um, oh, you know what? Let, let, let me let me put it to you like this: Man City are uh, 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 further back, and by some greatest will, United are in the title race. Who would you rather have, Liverpool? Wait. Or... Who would I rather have? Would rather have Arsenal. Who, who would you rather, rather have in the title Arsenal race? Who would you rather have? I, I'd rather have Arsenal in the title race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, you Take a damn banza. Like that, that see that Liverpool team is good. <laughs> like Chip is a bastard. Like, bruh. I, I I like I just I hate that Liverpool team so much. You don't even understand. Let me let me pass this to Alex this way. Um while I mentioned something there, um when he mentioned that people that come second, there's always a bite in them next the season after. Did you guys come second before you beat Man City, or did you guys just come from third, fourth? I can't remember. They yeah. came second now. We came, so we, yeah, came, we, we, came, we came second. Came second. So you came close. By one point. By one point. By one, by one point. We took it the last game of the season. Yep. There you go. Do you so how how do you think that affects um, Arsenal's mindset if you guys are in a battle with only Arsenal? I'll be honest, like I'm scared of Arsenal. I know and I've said a number of times. I think I think you guys are right there. There's something I'm seeing in your team right now. You guys are showing a lot of heart. And I've been in the, I've been in title races, so I can tell you from experience. You guys are showing heart. And Declan Rice has added to that. And I told you I, I like Declan Rice. I'm his biggest fan. There's this spirit that I'm seeing you guys are building. There's that to get togetherness, fire in your bellies. Like, see, yesterday you got the result and I'm seeing your players come together and just and just pushing each other on. That takes you far because once everyone starts believing and you start pulling the same direction, it's like that fire starts building and once that fire starts building, it's difficult to quench. So I'm scared of Arsenal and for me, it's 50-50 because the things I'm seeing in Arsenal, I'm also seeing it in my team as well. I'm seeing it togetherness. I'm seeing us fight for each other. We go down to 10 men, we're still fighting. So I'm seeing a lot of similarities. But to what Nambi said, which is where I think we have the edge, I think we've got a little bit more to play with, a little bit more tools. We've got more variety in our midfield and we've also got more variety and more gunmen up front. That's where I think we've got the edge. Where you guys have the edge is probably on the defensive side of things. But even when I say that, if you look at the table now and you look at the underlying stats, because you have a stats man, We've considered only one more goal than you guys, and we've kept the same number of clean sheets. So, number a lot of times the media always makes it sound as if our defense is rah, 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 rah. we've got the same number of clean sheets. I've considered one more goal than you. So, defensive our defensive stats are similar. So, I think it's going to go. It's it's if you guys if you guys didn't score that goal yesterday, if you didn't win yesterday. Our stats would have been identical. That goal that Kai Havertz scored just changed it. If not. Imagine 13 games here, identical stats. So it's going to be neck and neck. All right, fair enough. Um, understood. And um, I guess since we talked a lot about the title, we can move a little bit to the chasers. You know, we're not going to fan here um, as well to talk a little bit about that Newcastle win. So I guess, uh, what did you think about that Newcastle win yesterday, Alex? Uh, yesterday, uh, was I surprised? No. Um, I know, obviously, Chelsea, Chelsea, obviously, over the past over the past few games, have been better. They said doing better. People said believing in them and whatnot. But Newcastle just brought them back to earth. 
which is what you expect from, from a team like Chelsea that obviously got young players. They'll have good games, they'll have bad games. And I know, I think there was a question posed to us a few weeks back, that who, who do we think will finish higher, Man United and Chelsea? And I think it was myself and Nam that said Man United for obvious reasons, they've got more certified players. And I think a game like yesterday showed why we said that. Chelsea don't have reliable, reliable gunmen. They've got one or two, Raheem Sterling, but that's not enough. And um, thank you so much for coming on today. I know it's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure when you come around. And we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah, Alex? Um, um, Wahala, well, do you want to say something back to what Alex said before he left us? Um, I mean, I'll just comment on what he was saying. I think he and I were in agreement at the start of the season that Chelsea just don't have enough for us to... Or maybe they have too many problems in-house and too much of a new team to get them gelling in time to avoid the sort of disastrous defeat they had yesterday. I think that's that's been clear to me from the beginning. I do think, though, that on the strength of recent performances, if they keep at this level, you know, so they're somewhere in that 8th to 10th place, I think they'll keep Poch which is a good thing for them because they need that stability and Poch is a good manager. But for this season, um, I'm afraid it's going to keep happening like this. They have one good performance or two and then, you know, get, get a rude awakening when you come up, get, come up against teams that are, are just a bit more reliable than you are. But that being said, Sterling is going free kicks now. He's <laughs> finally, after all these years, maturing. But what do you think? Oh, I think Sterling has been really good this season. Like, whenever you speak to Chelsea fans about Sterling, most of them don't like him. I don't know why. Yeah. But the way yeah. I see it, maybe it's the baggage that he carries. Maybe that's it. But what baggage does he carry? I don't even know. Maybe he, he vexed their water, but they just hit the guy. I, 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 think, I think football fans just form an opinion about a player that is unsupported yeah. by the evidence. And there's this idea that Sterling is sort of like a, you know, young, flash, rich... Lo- yeah. uh, London boy who is never going to show any team any loyalty. No. But that's unfair on the kid, man. Like, the way he left Liverpool probably still leaves a bitter taste in some some fans' man, uh, mouths. Yeah. But beyond that, man, he's been nothing but a great scholar of the game. He keeps getting better, adding things to his arsenal. And like I said, I think he's finally become like a mature baller. You see, man, I'm, I'm close to 30. And he's... No longer just in there to run and dart. He's actually found new elements to his game, and I, I think I'm, I've, I've been pretty happy with him this season. Yeah, yeah I've enjoyed I've enjoyed yeah. his dribbling yeah. this season. That's one of the things. I mean, uh, <clears throat> players like him, they take a lot of risks, and you know they just, you know they get dispossessed, they give the ball away. You know, it's those kind of players. They try stuff, and you know, most often than not this season, what he has been trying has been coming. So that's really yeah. Poch is already doing well there. Um, Shola, you guys play them, I think, in two games. Do you have them next or the one after? The one after. The one after. You know, there's still, you know, football is such a long time. But I think this is like we have short weeks now. Every every four games, every four days there's a game. If I'm not yep. mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Every four days there's a game. So you guys face them next weekend. Well, not next weekend, the weekend after. Sorry, remember. The bad. weekend after. Or is it even the midday after? Uh it might be. Actually, we, have, we have Galatasaray on Tuesday. Then we have Newcastle. Then I think we have Bayern. Then we have... Yeah. Yo, be, be worried. Be worried about that Gala game. Gala smashed oh, the no. opposition. Smashed them for me um, this weekend. Now no, uh, no, no, they have, have, have... I've said it many times. I don't expect the results. In, like, Galatasaray away is a foster... Is a hostile environment, and unfortunately, this you know I've noticed that you know our players they tend to work in hostile environments. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not I'm, I'm not even confident at all about that fixture. Like that's like if the Italian smashes us, let us know that we're out of Europe. Okay. So after that, you have um, after Galatasaray, you have two two tough games against guys that really want to be around you. Or I try to get ahead of you. That's obviously 
after Galatasaray, you have Newcastle away, Newcastle away, Chelsea at home. Those two points. If you had to say today, you know, you're a bit confident, you've had a little bit of power. The confidence is flowing. Who would you what what would you do you think you can go through those two point games with six points? I think we can do four points. We can do four points. Who collects it? Chelsea or New or Newcastle? I think I think we I don't probably beat Chelsea. Fair enough. Um, um, and with that, I just want to say, um, thank you all for coming, um, for listening to us so far. Um, thanks Nam- to Namdi and Alex for coming and obviously for sure. You have a great weekend. Yeah? Goodbye, everyone.